Hello and welcome to the Translation Company Talk, a weekly podcast show focusing on translation services and the language industry. The Translation Company Talk covers topics of interest for professionals engaged in the business of translation, localization, transcription, interpreting, and language technology. The Translation Company Talk is sponsored by YYZ Translations. Your host is Sultan Ghaznawi with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Translation Company Talk podcast. My name is Sultan Ghaznawi. I'm your host as usual. Today we have an interesting topic to cover. I always hear from localization managers that getting buy-in from their business partners or the proper recognition for localization continues to be a challenge. I'm glad to have invited I.C. Greger to discuss evangelizing the importance of localization within the enterprise. I.C. Greger is the product content and localization manager at UKG. She grew up in the Paris area and was raised bilingual in French and German, and she also speaks English, Spanish, Italian, and Catalan. As you can tell, she is passionate about languages, so it was an easy choice for her to study translation. After graduation, she spent a few years in Andorra and later moved to Germany where she still lives with her two sons. Icy has over 15 years of experience in the field of translation and localization, first as a translator, later as a web content localization specialist, and more recently in the area of software localization. She joined PeopleDoc in 2019, a few months after it had been acquired by Ultimate Software, in April of 2020, Ultimate Software and Kronos merged to build UKG, or the Ultimate Kronos Group, a leading global provider of HCM, payroll, HR service delivery, and workforce management solutions. Welcome to the Translation Company Talk, I say. Thank you, Sultan. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, you're welcome, um, and I'm glad that you're on the show today. I say, please tell us about yourself and what you do. So yeah, my name is Aise Griga. I'm the product content and localization manager at UKG. We are a cloud company developing uh, workforce management solutions. And my team is responsible for the UX copy, the localization and the technical documentation for our HR service delivery product. So I was born and raised in France in the Paris area, but I was raised bilingual because my mother is German. And I now live in Germany near near Dusseldorf with my two sons. Wow. And obviously you're multilingual. You speak English, French and German, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. And I also speak Spanish, Italian and Catalan. Perfect. Let me, let me ask you a little bit about how you came to um, this localization industry. You know, like not many people know about this. Can you share with us how you started your career? What motivated you to join this industry? Sure. So I actually started as a translator. So I have had a passion for languages for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to deciding what I wanted to study, it was a pretty straightforward decision for me to study translations. And I got my translation degree in Paris. And after getting my degree, I spent four years in Andorra, where I was working as a language teacher first, and then later as a freelance technical translator. And later I moved to Germany, uh, where I worked as a technical translator. And then later I discovered uh, web content localization. And after that, I started working on software localization and uh, literally fell in love with it. Oh, wow. Wow. So um, basically, was it a planned move for you to to arrive to the, where you are right now, or it was a series of incidents and accidents that actually helped you uh, get to your current position? Well, I wanted to do something with languages that was really important uh, to me. And actually, localization really came at the right time because I liked translations, but I wanted to do something more. And when I discovered localization and especially software localization, with all the project management and the more strategic aspect, this is something that uh, I found really, really interesting that went, went way beyond translation. Very interesting. So uh, talking about your current role, how many languages do you manage? And and your product, I'm guessing, is it's a global organization and it has to go into multiple languages. Tell me about the processes and what goes on and how have you shaped under your leadership to to manage all of these processes? Sure. So we translate our HR service delivery products to up to 33 languages. 
So we have uh, language tiers and depending on the products, we have a different set of languages. Right. And yeah, we work on the, the interesting thing about our team is that we have the UX copywriter on our team. So we are able to also influence the source copy and ensure that it's localizable and that we have detailed context for our linguists to provide high quality translations. That's something that's very important to us. And right. uh, we have different products. Some are in continuous deployments, some have release deadlines. So we have to juggle with all these different needs of our different product teams. And that's what makes it challenging and it's exciting at the same time. Uh, that That's indeed exciting. So uh, one thing you mentioned is that the copywriters, uh, the people who create the authors of the original documents or, or content, they work with you. So in a way, you're you're developing internationalization uh, within your team as well. That doesn't happen very often in other organizations. So yeah, uh, this all started because at the beginning, uh, before I joined, there was only one person in the company working on localization. And this right. person was doing the UX copywriting and the localization at the same time. Mm-hmm. And later, we hired other people. And that's how UX writing happens to stay in the localization team, which is a really good thing. Well, it it actually makes sense because when you have that harmony between the content origination or content creation and then uh, with localization, there's there's a special bond. Something special happens and then your localization flows a lot more smoothly. But let's move on to um, another question that I have. What have your observation been in terms of evolution of things in the localization sector since you have joined. I'm sure you've witnessed a lot of changes in the industry at large uh, within your personal experiences, but what are some of the significant ones that stand out to you? Yes, indeed, I've witnessed a lot of changes in mentalities and in approaches. So when I started, I remember that translation and localization used to be considered optional, more like a nice-to-have. Right. And when companies decided to translate, they'd, they'd usually only translate to the most common languages. And so if you were lucky, they were working with professional linguists. And if not, that involve internal <laughs> resources. Right. Uh, I think all translators uh, have seen that. Uh, people from sales or marketing speaking the target languages and being in charge of the translations. So and even though this still exists, nowadays, I think most companies have started to realize not only the necessity of localization, but also of professional localization, but also the impact of not having their products available in a localized version. And in general, especially in the sector of new technologies, products are being translated to more languages than they used to. And as a consequence, the buyer or the user is usually expecting to be able to use uh, the technology in their native language. Right. And in some enterprises that I have already that have already gathered a certain amount of experience with localization, I can see that localization is becoming more strategic as they realize it must be an integral part of their business growth strategy. So that's for the the more experienced, more advanced and globalized companies. And another change that I've noticed in the industry as well is, and certainly related to this new approach to localization, is a shift in the role of localization managers. We can see that they have evolved from mere product managers to, to a more strategic role where they are not only managing files and translations, but they are creating and optimizing processes, they are solving problems. And and as we are going to discuss today, a great part of the job today is also educating and evangelizing for the importance of localization. Well, that's a good segue to my next question. Let's talk about, uh, which is basically the focus for today, which is evangelizing the importance of uh, localization within the enterprise. Please tell me why is it ever so important to highlight what localization is? Yes. So even though, as I was mentioning earlier, companies are beginning to understand that localization is far more than a nice to have, they are usually still reluctant to invest in it. And in my opinion, this is mainly due to the fact that they usually don't have a full understanding of what localization includes and consequently are unsure about why it's a business critical investment and also 
about which approach to adopt. And in, that's where evangelizing and educating comes into play. Great part of the role of the localization team in my eyes is to help people understand what they do, how they do it, and most of all, why it's important. And only once decision makers understand what is at stake, will they be willing to invest? Uh, absolutely. So I said, let me ask you this. Why is it that localization, in your opinion, being an afterthought? It's not something that people think of when they want to develop a product. Why is that? Is it because we have failed as an industry to uh, raise enough of awareness to, so that people can consider this at the same level as any other part of product development? Yes, I mean, I would not put the whole responsibility on uh, the localization industry. I think it's, as I was saying, that there are two things going on in parallel is that on the one hand, uh, organizations are not always fully understanding what localization is about. Right. But on the other hand, this industry is developing at a really rapid pace at the moment. And also within the localization industry and as localization leaders, we are learning more and more about globalization about what is important and also about the really strategic role of localization. And, and enterprises are very complex systems. Uh, each one is unique, of course. I, I think now they're waking up to understanding the importance of global readiness. Localization is very misunderstood, as you just pointed out, due to many reasons. How do you put things into perspective for them? Yes, exactly. Localization is still confusing for many enterprises, <laughs> as we were saying. <laughs> so right. Everybody talks about it, but only a few really know what it means and how to implement it in the end. And usually the approach uh, we have as localization teams is to show industry data about buying behavior and app usage, for example, which I think is a really interesting thought and can be good to get the attention of strategic stakeholders. However, Within the enterprise, I think it's crucial to be able to provide concrete examples that actually apply to the company. In other words, the idea is to speak to decision makers and other stakeholders in a language that they'll understand. So as a localization team, we have to find out what is important to the executive team and to demonstrate how localization can contribute. And this is why an important step of educating and evangelizing localization consists in engaging with other teams in your organization to understand the specific needs of the company. This can include being in touch with the sales teams to collect data about language requests during the buying process, for example. So when specific locales are decisive to close deals, that's a great argument to defend your case, for example. You can also work with support teams to understand how the quality or the lack of localization impacts the number of support tickets. So when your interface becomes confusing because of low quality translations, of course, it yeah. can help you underline uh, the importance of time and budget for localization, for example. So where do you start evangelizing and showcasing that localization brings to the organization, the, the value that you can demonstrate to them? So where exactly or who would, do you start from? So obviously your approach will depend on where you are within the organization. You won't have the same connections and decision power if you are an individual contributor or if you are the globalization director. But right. generally speaking, uh, I'd say that evangelizing the importance of localization within the organization starts with building relationships across the company. As I already mentioned, talking to other teams and relevant stakeholders will help you understand the specific needs of the organization. And ideally, you can also collect data that will help you prove your case when talking to higher management. And if you already have these connections with the teams, they can help you find the data that is relevant to you. So the other benefit of the approach is that it will allow you to create a network of allies that will not only help you spread the word, but also help you defend your case when it comes to convincing decision makers. Maybe you wonder how how do you build these relationships uh, within the organization? So uh, among other things, I think it's very important to be open for collaboration as a localization right. team. So the idea is to identify opportunities for the localization team to contribute to other teams' success and make an impact, or also being willing to share your knowledge with other teams through presentations, workshops, or sharing your perspective in meetings, uh, offering demos of your tools. Uh, I know we often do that in my company for other teams, for example, right. or sharing your processes and 
and also creating documentation that people can consult because you'll quickly realize that usually people have the same kind of questions. And if you are able to share this information with them in a document that they can consult and most of all share, this will be a very efficient way of proving your point. And another part of evangelizing is to make the work of the localization team visible by showing the positive impact of the localization efforts for the company, because mm -hmm. these efforts are not always visible for other teams. So that can be done by collecting data to understand how buying behavior evolves before and after localization of a product, for example, or after improving the quality of the translated content, or as already mentioned, by showing the impact of availability of specific locales on the buying decision or on customer retention, or on the brand image. There are so many things that we can have uh, an impact on. Uh, I, I hear you there, I see. And, and I agree with you that we need to evangelize everybody, whether they are within uh, horizontally at the same level as us or above us, you know, at the sea level. But uh, let me ask you this. Are there dependencies? Does lo the, your localization team depend on other departments, other organizations to do their work in order for your organization to meet its uh, its targets? And and how do you uh, educate them? You mentioned that you're lucky because you have a content developer within your uh, organization. But who else do you depend on in order to, to do your work properly? Okay, so in terms of content, we are quite autonomous because right. we can... So that's the content for our interface. So it's really the UX copy. Our UX writer is able to take decisions. This person also works with our content team. We have another content team because our company, UKG, is built from a merger. So we still have different organizations because the merger is quite recent. Uh, and we have a content team in another part of the organization and they are working on other products and, and they are responsible for the tone of voice in English. And we try to align our tone of voice uh, to that uh, global tone of voice of the company. But our UX writer is collaborating with this team and has the ability to also speak for the localization team, which is really very beneficial for having content that is internationalized and, and ready for translation. Well, that that's interesting. And, and I think that dynamic is probably different from organization to organization. Moving on, I had a conversation with Anna Schlegel from NetApp recently, and she highlighted the fact that we need to think beyond words and translation and explain that to decision makers accordingly. How do you carry this out in your work? Yes, uh, I think people tend to think merely of the linguistic aspect of localization, which is actually only the tip of the iceberg. So oftentimes the strategic aspect of localization is misunderstood or even overseen. So it's crucial to help decision makers understand that localization needs to be thought through and embedded in the company's global strategy. Yeah, the idea is to move away from localization as an operational center, working to provide localized content and understanding the strategic aspect of localization. It's not enough to decide to localize or not and to select languages, even though it's part of the, of the job, but it's also crucial to decide on the best approach, which requires a deep understanding of the specific market, the needs and the culture, among other things. And okay. apart from the higher level aspects, it's also crucial to be clear on what is included in localization, because this is not always clear to other teams or to higher management. Mm -hmm. So it's important to explain that beyond translation, it refers to all the processes that will make sure the product is adapted to the markets the company wants to serve. And from a technical aspect, such as internationalization, to having the right processes and workflows, the vendor strategy, but also the tools that will be used, for example, which means that the strategy will require tight collaboration between several teams and stakeholders, as you were mentioning earlier when you were talking about the dependencies uh, between right. the localization team and other teams. And I think it's only with this deeper understanding of the scope and impact of localization that executives can take the right decisions when it comes to their localization strategy and understand that it, it's an investment into the future of the company. And I think that's where most of the confusion is, I say today, because the decisions that, that take place at the top or at the sea level, normally it's it's made in a, in a vacuum, in a silo, and, and most of them 
have no idea how a product is actually prepared to be sold in a in a market beyond our own borders and and i think that's where the education uh, comes in you know at the end of the day it's all about the bottom line which is the more, uh, most important measure of any organization's success. How do you justify the impact of localization in that context? That should get the attention of the executives quickly, right? Exactly, yeah. I believe it's time to move away from the myth of localization being a cost center and help higher management understand that there is actually a return on investment. And as you said, that's what speaks to them. And again, that means demonstrating that a missing locale can be a deal breaker that's Low quality translations can have a very negative impact on your brand image and that being able to address the customer in their native language will deeply improve customer satisfaction and consequently customer retention. Ideally, you should find concrete examples within the organization where localization played a crucial part, such as, for example, a prospect requesting the availability of the product in a specific language before signing or customers complaining about the low quality of translations and generating more work for your support team. These are usually arguments that get the attention of executives. And that's basically what I meant when I mentioned talking to executives in a language they understand. Absolutely. And the challenge is usually to identify relevant KPIs and, and to collect the data. And But examples of KPIs, for example, can be the sales numbers in the market before and after localization or the number of support tickets that are related to localization issues, or maybe the conversion rate of uh, localized marketing assets in comparison to non-localized ones. So it's really the idea of finding the right data that will prove your point. And when talking to executives, it's also important to show how the localization strategy fits into the corporate strategy and contributes to achieving the company's objectives. So what are the company's objectives? Is it to penetrate new markets or improving customer retention or improve the serviceability and user experience, you name it. In all these aspects, localization can contribute. A hundred percent. And as a leader, uh, I see uh, in the localization space, what is the actual challenge and concern that you notice people outside your team do not visualize? So as I already mentioned, People who are not directly involved in localization tend to see only the linguistic aspect of localization. I think the words only, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's the main challenges. It's a bit of a cliche. (laughs) And even if this is part of the of localization, and this part already bears its challenges that people often don't see. So even in this little part, they don't see all the aspects. How do you make sure your tone of voice in the new locale is in alignment with how you want to be perceived by the user and is still appropriate and appealing for the local market? Or how do you ensure linguists are provided with enough context to achieve high quality content and so on and so forth? So these are all aspects that are usually overseen. But apart from that, another great challenge that might not always be perceived by other teams is the fact that the localization team usually has to accommodate the sometimes opposite requirements and constraints of multiple teams. This is a great challenge that we have in in our localization team. Other teams often see the localization team as an LSP within the company, and they oversee the team's contribution not only to their objectives as a team, but also to the company's objectives. I think what is also almost always underestimated is the time frame. Oftentimes, once the decision to localize has been taken, companies or other teams within the organization are keen on implementing it as soon as possible. And we know how rushing into localization without figuring out the right approach can be a very bad idea. And it can eventually cost a lot of time, money, and even customers to the company. Embarrassment, too. Yeah, (laughs) we have a lot of examples (laughs) of that. Of course, yes. Okay, so uh, I see, do you feel that because of this abstraction that exists about localization, it affects budgets and resources, which adversely affect on how the enterprise can capitalize on its global efforts? Yes, obviously, it doesn't help that people often don't understand the full scope, impact, and potential of localization. And as we already discussed, it's mostly the strategic aspect that tends to be overseen. And no need to say that when decision makers don't grasp the full scope of localization, 
even if you get their buy-in, they'll be more reluctant to invest the necessary budget and time. And that might lead to having to cut corners with the usual negative consequences, as we were mentioning earlier, such as low quality translations, customer complaints, or even having to redo localization. And that in turn will reinforce the image of localization being a cost center. So it's very important to really include all the aspects of localization and, and make sure everything is understood. I would actually say that the whole purpose of evangelizing and educating across the organization is to help our stakeholders understand not only our mission with its challenges, but most of all, how localization is an indispensable part of the globalization strategy. So mm -hmm. if you want your company to go global, there's no way around localization. Localization, you're localizing your product is a long-term investment. More people will buy your product, more people will continue using it, and you'll improve your brand image and many other benefits. Absolutely. And uh, do you see that the challenges that you just described Are these unique to localization uh, units, just like yours? And maybe I, I'm pretty sure other organizations have similar problems. Or other companies or, you know, or other organizations within the company, other business partners have similar issues. I don't see HR having this issue. I don't see IT having similar issues um, because they are very well known and, and people understand kind of what they do. Do you think that these challenges are unique to localization only? I don't think they are unique to localization. And one of the examples that comes into my mind is uh, the example of content teams also. That's usually people think that everybody can write. <laughs> uh, like sometimes people true. think that, <laughs> exactly. And sometimes people think that if you speak another language, you can translate it. The same comparison. And I know that we have talked a lot about this with some of our writers that we are having similar challenges that uh, people don't realize the work behind what you're doing. We sometimes have developers that offer our UX writer to do peer work and they will just go into the code And they want our content writer to write on the go, and which is very difficult and almost impossible. So that's, I think that shows that people don't realize that there's a lot of thinking, that there's a lot of back and forth and taking distance and, and everything that is involved. And I think content teams have similar challenges and we actually are a content team too, only that it's localized content. Do you think that it is because we are talking about a knowledge industry, a knowledge economy? So content is also knowledge industry and so is localization. It's, it's more or less knowledge based. These are not yet well understood as we are digitizing the world. Do you think it's it's going to change over time in your opinion? So I think what, part of the problem is that, for example, we know, for example, that sales is getting a lot of visibility because it's very easy to understand right. that you win a customer, you win a deal, you earn money. And localization is a long-term investment. So within the organization, people tend to see that maybe we are just adding another bottleneck to the, to the process, but they don't see the result because it's not tangible. So that's another reason why we should have really measurable goals and also make sure that we can show the impact of localization for the company, how we contribute to the company's results. I see. Do you think that with the advent of technology, our job as evangelists has become easier? Do our stakeholders understand localization better? I think that's a very good question because we often talk about the impact of technology on translation and localization. We are weighing the pros and cons of machine translation. We are vetting cattles, but we don't often talk about how technology conquering our lives can help us defend our case. So that, I think it's a very interesting question. And in a time where using technology has become part of our daily lives through our smartphones and other connected products, the need for having these available in the customer's native language is ever increasing. People are consuming more and more content and usually in a very short time span, which gives them right. little patience for content that is not in their language. And also they are increasingly being presented with amazing localized content. I mean, when you think of Netflix or Spotify, for example, right. people are being spoiled in a positive way by these companies and technology users are therefore becoming more demanding in terms of the ability to use a product in their native language. So. 
I think that living in a time where virtually everybody, including our stakeholders, is using technology in their daily lives can help localization teams when it comes to evangelizing the importance of product localization. Nowadays, almost everybody has been the user trying to figure out how to use an app in a foreign language <laughs> and how <laughs> helpless you can feel. And yes. I think these uh, real-life scenarios can help people understand the impact of localized content, not only on the user experience, but also on how the product or the brand is perceived by the user. And again, this type of example can help you speak to your stakeholders in a way that resonates with them. If they have been in the shoes of the user, they'll have a better idea of what is at stake. You can have the best product, design, marketing campaigns, sales organization, but the product will be of little use if the customer is unable to fully understand it and identify with the brand. So yes, depending on the type of product your organization is offering, I think this can indeed be a convincing argument to add to your business case. Uh, I see. I, I Let me actually add to that a little bit from my own experience. I think in the past, when things were not digitized, there was an, expectations for, uh, an expectation, for example, that if you're selling to Japan, then your product needs to be localized. But elsewhere, it doesn't really matter. But now, uh, as, as uh, we're digitizing the world, that expectation has become global. Almost every user is expecting to be talking in their own language. So okay. that adds a little bit of education, I think, or maybe a lot of education coming from the end clients versus uh, us doing the evangelism. So it helps a little bit. Exactly, but yeah. Do you think that we should leverage that expectation from end clients uh, that they need content in their own language and somehow we should prove it to the executives that, you know, there is an expectation uh, and and. We need to address that because if we don't, then our competition will do that. So do exactly. you think we can quantify that somehow? So I think it's, it definitely helps. And especially as I was saying that stake, our stakeholders are also being the users and they understand. Right. And for executive teams, the argument of making the customer happy and making sure they buy our product and showing that having a localized product will be a selling argument actually is very important and also stressing that it will be a key uh, competitive uh, differ differentiator. So if your competitor has localized to languages that you don't have, they may take the overhand uh, in another market. Absolutely. When you attend those executive meetings with other department heads, what is normally the feedback and impression those stakeholders have about this business unit? I think it depends on their background. Um, the common point is usually that, apart from a few exceptions, they usually have little knowledge about what lo the localization is actually doing, apart from translating. And consequently, they often underestimate the scope and impact of our work. And unfortunately, as I was already mentioning earlier, some of them also see localization as a constraint or even a bottleneck right. as yet another step that needs to be included into their workflows and overseeing the actual added value for the product. And that's one of the reasons I think the localization team should have a deep understanding of what other teams do. And understanding their requirements, their challenges and objectives, because that will allow the localization team to align their processes and workflows to other teams and also to ensure efficient collaboration. And it's also a good way to identify ways of adding value and helping other teams achieve their objectives. Because if they realize that localization is helping them achieve their own objectives, they will see the added value. But that being said, it's also crucial to find, as a localization team, the right balance between accommodating other teams' needs and streamlining our own processes. And the idea is not to align with other teams at any price, but to find ways to optimize the collaboration and find common goals to work toward. Understood. It is a cliche that uh, education is important. I believe it's very important. In this case, clients are all internal. How do you go about educating them, does that responsibility fall on certain members of the localization team or leadership, or everyone is responsible for, for educating people outside within uh, outside your department? So obviously it will depend on the size of the team. Uh, in smaller teams, obviously responsibilities will be less distributed. In my opinion, because educating other people within the organization about what we do can happen at all levels of the organization, it is still the mission of the whole localization team. 
a common goal, in other words. Mm -hmm. And as I already said, you want to build relationships across the organization to find allies that will help you get executive buy-in and will be happy to collaborate with your team once the strategy is in place. And in terms of approach, I'd recommend being really proactive. In my experience, people usually know less than one thinks about localization. So don't hesitate to explain processes and what is behind them wherever possible. And I think there are many ways of educating people across the organization. Uh, a good approach, for example, can be to talk to new people when they join the company. This can be maybe in the form of a presentation during the onboarding of new employees. And that will also be an opportunity to present your team, but also to involve new hires. For example, you can ask these new hires discovering your product to make sure they report localization issues when they see some. And I think it's a good way of uh, sharing the responsibility with uh, other people across the organization. Or you can also work with development teams to make sure internationalization best practices are included to the onboarding of new devs. And also, do not hesitate to proactively set up meetings when you realize people need more insight into what you're doing. Or another way of doing it is setting up office hours for people to reach out to your team. That makes it a bit more efficient. And you can take advantage of company events to hold presentations, for example. Or it can be as simple as talking to your colleague when you meet them at the coffee machine, if it fits the conversation. Right, right. Well, I wanted to know if, uh, as an industry, we are we need to do more in order to educate our clients. And, and clients, I don't mean end clients. I'm talking about clients within organizations that we work with. Or do you think it's a period of time uh, where people have this uh, misunderstanding and the lack of education and over time it will correct itself? Uh, what are your thoughts? What's your opinion? I think that over time it will be easier because localization will be better understood. But I think there will always be education and evangelizing that need to be done because, as I was saying at the beginning, the industry is evolving very rapidly. There are new trends, new technologies, there are new strategies that are being discovered. We have a great community in the localization industry and we are sharing a lot. So I think there's a constant evolution of best practices. And even though I'm convinced that it will be a different way of evangelizing and maybe instead of explaining the basics and the necessity of localization, it will be more oriented towards how do you do localization? How do you strategize localization? To your point, I, um, one of my friends, Carrie Fisher from Subway, uh, I've had her on the show before we've, we've uh, interviewed her and she shares similar sentiments. She believed that, that over time things will improve but it comes down to us actually laying the right foundation. And, and you're right. We're at the right time uh, laying that, that foundation for the knowledge sharing between us and other organizations. I think enterprises in different countries may have a different experience when it comes to localization. What has your observation been? Yes, I, I agree. I believe that the geographical location can have an impact on the understanding people have of the importance of localization. For example, the, the product suite that my team works for within our company comes from what initially was a French startup. And this startup expanded to international markets and had to localize their products early on. And when this startup was later taken over by a U.S. American software company, there was actually a discrepancy between the two entities as the U.S. company was much more focused on the North American market and therefore mainly localizing to Canadian, French, and Spanish, whereas the European side was localizing already to 20 to 30 languages. So I think that's a good example of to, that shows that most European companies, for them, the question of localization and globalization often comes much earlier than, for example, for U.S. enterprises, as national markets are much smaller and there's also much more diversity in terms of languages. Whereas North America is already a huge market that can be penetrated with only a few languages. So here again, it's crucial to adapt your approach of educating and evangelizing to the specific needs of the organization. And I'd say for European companies, for example, the question is more how, 
Uh, and to what extent do we localize instead of do we localize? Uh, because they have to ask themselves this question uh, very early. So yeah, this is what I experienced in the companies I worked for, but of course it can be different depending on the type of products and uh, on the company history. Absolutely. Do you think I see that we do enough evangelizing and educating at, at the corporate level? Uh, what efforts are falling short in getting localization, uh, the attention that it deserves? I think that the importance of evangelizing within the organization is clear for localization teams. I would even say it's part of the job. I mean, you probably have seen that sometimes when there are job offers, it's even part of the job description. And right. uh, in my experience, what is still often missing is having a more strategic and therefore structured approach to evangelizing. Of course, it's important to take opportunities to make the team's work visible wherever possible, but it's also crucial to sit down and figure out what exactly you want to achieve through this evangelization and eventually what approach you are going to adopt. So are you trying to streamline processes and make sure teams include you in decisions early on? Are you trying to convince management to agree to hire additional people for your team? And what is the final goal? Or Does the company have a globalization strategy? How does localization fit into this strategy? So answering this type of questions will help you adapt your approach in order to achieve your goal. And I also think that it's important for localization teams to become more assertive and confident, to be bold and and know your worth and find allies to help you spread the word and never give up. And obviously this requires a lot of patience and, and sometimes it can take even years to achieve the the final strategy that you have in mind. What you just said right now, I see, was very powerful. And uh, the fact that we need to build that confidence and, and, and speak as a unit, as a business partner that will um, have, you know, a huge impact on the bottom line, it, it's it's important, but we don't do that right now. Who do you think can help you find that confidence? I know that women and localization as a group uh, has has been instrumental. They have all these different tools. But in your opinion, what other tools are there to help you understand that and, and to gain that confidence? I think, for example, podcasts are great. When you hear, for example, when I listen to your interview with Anna Schlegel, I found it really very inspiring. And that is a great motivation to see how this vision that she has about globalization strategy and even the very interesting book that she wrote. So I think slowly there is more and more uh, in various mediums and we have documentation, we have talks that are also very helpful. So yeah, I think sharing uh, with our community, connecting uh, with many people, also conferences such as Lockworld, for example, I, I remember the talk from Christina from Skyscanner. Right. That was very inspiring in my eyes. Uh, in It was last July. And I think these are things that can help you be more assertive. Inspiring talks and sharing experiences. I think this is really crucial that people who manage to achieve these goals are able to share across the community and to show that it's possible and that. You have to be patient and that sometimes or even oftentimes it takes time, but you eventually can get to this goal. Well, well, I'm glad you say that. And thank you so much, actually, for mentioning the podcast. But uh, I agree with you. I think now uh, it's not like 10 years ago or 15 years ago when when we didn't have the right tools and um, the information. Now we have mentors. We have great people who would be happy to share their knowledge with you. And mm-hmm. and this platform and this podcast is actually a good example of that. And I'm sure there are many, many other ones there too. And uh, thing, knowledge is becoming democratized in our industry, which is a great thing. But let me ask you um, some questions now about how things are working in our industry, how localization teams can can react to uh, changing circumstances and show resiliency in general. Last year is a good example of how some of us had to retool and reset our way of thinking. What are your thoughts, Aisi? Yes, we always hear that change is an opportunity for growth. And uh, I think this can also be true for localization teams uh, within an organization. So I think it's important to take the opportunity of change, be it a global change such as the current pandemic or internal changes like a merger or a reorganization within the company. 
uh, to take the op uh, opportunity to reposition the localization team within the enterprise and also make sure localization is included in the global business growth strategy. Because usually what is difficult to get is to have people change their processes or adapt them to localization. But when changes are already being made, it's actually a great opportunity to add localization to these changes. So it's important to understand the new company objectives and see how localization goals fit in and can contribute to achieving them. And regarding the global context, we can see that the pandemic also brought specific changes, especially in industries such as online entertainment or technologies used for remote work or pharmaceutical industry, where we can see an increased need for localized content that accelerates globalization for these companies. That is also a op great opportunity for localization teams. And that is an opportunity to move up to the top corporate priorities and top sources of revenue. And we can also see that even though we are going through a global crisis, not all countries are affected by the pandemic to the same extent. And in this context, being present in various markets can be an incredible asset for companies. And another aspect, I think, is internal communications. We don't often think about this, but especially for big corporations, being able to address their employees and customers in their native language is a way of showing their care for them, a way of being closer to them when people are not able to meet to work together. And again, this demonstrates the impact of localization on how a company is perceived not only by its customers, but also by its employees. Absolutely. I see. Is there a, a model or template for raising awareness and evangelizing localization and globalization efforts? If not, do you recommend one being created? Uh, who should be involved? For example, is there a proven system like uh, lunch and learn sessions that would educate stakeholders and ra raise awareness? So I don't know of a specific model to evangelize the importance of localization and globalization efforts. As already discussed, when, when talking about evangelizing within an organization, it's crucial to take the time to understand the company how it works, the specific needs, the customers, and most of all, the corporate objectives and the business strategy. And right. this information will then allow you to define the right approach to evangelize localization. So I think when you evangelize within an organization, it's really a question of adjusting to the specific needs of that organization. And I would say that the, the next step is to figure out how you want to position the localization team within this strategy and to find the right data and advocates to help you defend your case when talking to higher management. And I think it's very important to remain flexible. You might even try with one approach and realize that it doesn't resonate with your stakeholders. So I would recommend choosing a strategy, but keeping in mind that you probably have to adjust it along the way, depending on the results and resonance. And apart from that, it's also important to keep in touch with peers from the industry, as we already discussed. We are lucky to have an amazing and expanding community in the translation and localization industry, which gives us many opportunities to exchange on these kind of subjects. And the insights and learnings from peers who went or are going through the same process can be extremely valuable and in some cases even save you from some errors along the way. Do we talk about the subject enough in our industry? I mean, you have been to uh, Lok World, to so many conferences. Do you hear enough about it? Do we need a, an industry-wide change of mindset on how to educate our stakeholders? I would say that we mentioned evangelizing localization a lot already and as already discussed, it's part of the job. So there's no doubt everybody in the industry is aware of the need to evangelize. And again, I think we need to talk more about how to spread the word and get the approval of higher management, especially within an organization. So it's more about the approach. And as I was already saying, uh, I really liked the example of uh, Christina from Skyscanner, who was talking about getting your localization strategy approved by upper management. That's very valuable information to help other teams be successful. And again, I believe that it can be very motivating to see how other teams were able to get the visibility they deserve and proactively contribute to their company's growth. And in my opinion, one of the key points is really to move away from localization, the localization team being an internal LSP and help 
management teams understand that localization is an integral part of the organization aligned with other teams and contributing to company-wide objectives. As we conclude this interview, I say my last question to you is, uh, what is your advice for localization managers uh, across peer organizations that are experiencing this neglect and the backseat effect because of lack of awareness about localization? So again, I would say don't give up if your initial plan was not approved. Find alternatives, maybe, for example, trying localization for only one product if your organization is not ready to invest in localization for all your products, for example. Find alleys across the organization, be proactive, and most of all, take time to understand the specific needs of your organization. I think this cannot be stressed uh, enough because this way you can speak to your stakeholders in a language that will resonate with them. and. Also, I'd say use the time it takes you to get executive buy-in to build consistent visibility for the accomplishments of the localization team. Set measurable and company-relevant objectives for the team. Find data to show how localization is generating revenue. Develop a scalable localization strategy. There are so many things you can do. So, in other words, be prepared to defend your case when your time comes. Those are brilliant, smart words, and, and I'm pretty sure that it resonates with everyone. I say I really enjoyed speaking with you. I'm sure people listening to us found this conversation very informative and, of course, very valuable. I hope we can do this again in the future and cover specific topics that we couldn't cover in detail today. So uh, with that, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, Sultan. It was a pleasure. That was my guest, Icy Gregor. She is the Product Content and Localization Manager at UKG in Solingen, Germany. I would like to share my thoughts on this conversation. I agree with IC that our industry and the knowledge-based industries in general face an awareness gap which can only be addressed within the parameters and confines of our own organizations. Localization managers continue to have to explain themselves and their business units despite all the awareness and educating that goes on. I think as an industry we can change that. We have a great opportunity now because the end users and customers demand content and information in their native languages and we should leverage that as IC suggested, to our advantage and quantify that without localization, there will be significant hit to the bottom line. We have also reached a point where localization is acknowledged by the digital giants like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and Apple. They invest significantly in localizing their products and content. This will positively affect the decision maker's mindset and other industries and verticals. If you are a localization manager and you find yourself in the odd position to defend the work your department is doing or if you face constraints, I suggest you reach out to peers in the industry. I suggest Women in Localization as a starting point where they have this amazing lineup of mentors and peers that can help you by sharing their experiences and what worked for them. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Please leave your comments on LinkedIn if possible. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was lovely to talk to IC. She is indeed a source of wisdom in our industry. I learned quite a bit from her and I'm sure you had at least one takeaway from this conversation. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We have a great lineup of guests to speak about the diverse areas in the localization and translation industry. Feel free to share your comments, feedback and constructive criticism where you listen to this podcast. Give us a thumbs up rating. It helps us a lot. Don't forget to subscribe to the Translation Company Talk podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode.